Hey, what's good, everybody? Japing here, checking in, respectmyregion.com. We are here on episode four of the North American Weed Tour podcast. Today, we've got special guest, cannabis artist and entrepreneur, the one, the only, Greg Welch, a.k.a. Cannabis Scapes. What's good, my man? I see you on the move, always. Yeah, we're on a mission right now. It's uh, time to, <laughs> time to You're, pick up a lawnmower. You're you're picking up a lawnmower. You're fresh off the farm. Um, whereabouts are you roughly? Uh, Santa Rosa is the nearest landmark. Okay, so, so up in Northern County. California, you're in a historic area. I am. I'm in wine country right now. And for those of people that don't know who you are, I would love if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself and kind of like. Obviously, I know you're not big on, you know, touting yourself up and all your accolades and things like that, but just let the people know who you are, man. What do you do? Uh, I make pictures out of pot and other things out of different parts of the weed plant, and I get to hang out with really dope people from the industry, and my goal is to kind of bring a little bit of light to the culture through the adventure that I've gotten. Absolutely. And I see you smoking. Obviously, you're a consumer. What are we smoking on today, brother? Right now, I am smoking on one of my top five strains. It is from Santa Cruz Veterans Alliance. Okay. It is their Super Sour Diesel. Ooh, and I love guys, Sour Diesel. Big, big fan. Well, I'll be down in LA or down in SoCal probably in like two, three weeks. I'll make sure that I stop by and pick some up. Hell yeah. I appreciate that, bro. I'm. I just got one of these lime pre rolls today. I uh, I went to a dispensary called HHC Plus in downtown LA. They've been around since 2006, bro. 2006. 2006. One of the oldest dispensaries in LA. Okay. I've got a little sativa pre roll. We're gonna test it out. Nice. I've seen lime. I was um. <laughs> I, I saw them at a I've not smoked today. their pre rolls before. <coughs> is it infused or is it a straight pre-roll? I think it's just flour. I think it's just flour. It doesn't actually give a strain. It only says sativa, so it's probably a nice little blend. Interesting. Interesting. I'm looking at trying to bring some flour to the market with pre-rolls. So it's a, I'm doing a lot of research into that in terms of like price points, bud quality, what they're infused with, all that fulfillment shit. Dude, check this I, out. Tell, tell me if you've seen something like this down south yet. It's a yeah, Claiborne has them. With the little pouch there to put like your papers in the lighter and shit. Yeah, Claiborne. Claiborne has them. And I think that's the only one I've seen except for that company in your hand. Who is that? Uh, this is how we roll. This is through Canacraft, a uh, big Sonoma count, uh, company. Nice. But I just came across a couple different versions of these, and it's fucking fascinating. Like, what an easy pack and all that room for education. Right? I love it. I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan of, you know, obviously there is, there's obviously examples of excessive packaging, right? But I'm also a big fan of, People that figure out ways to incorporate the education, to incorporate an experience. Um, I think the pouches is definitely super huge. Um, and shout out to Canacraft. They're always being really innovative. 
Yeah, they're uh, going to be doing some fun stuff with them at uh, Hall of Flowers in a couple of weeks. So keep you tapped in for that. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> also, what I'm loving about this package is I can fit some weed art on here. Like I can fit a whole one of my pictures on there for the logo or for something else cause related. And that's what I'm excited that's about is new applications for the pot art. Absolutely. That's a genius idea. And that actually leads me to my first kind of question about your art. Can you talk to me a little bit about what inspired you to make weed art? How does one um, get into that? So at the beginning, what happened is I was rolling a joint on a piece of paper and it went out, just a white piece of paper that had the rest of the nugs and shake on it. And when I went to relight the joint, the nugs looked like little trees to me. So I doodled a little character there and I took a picture and I sent it to my friends and they thought it was funny. So that was kind of the genesis. Um, then I started doing it on purpose with different little characters and really just basic uh, like stick figure drawings at the beginning. And that evolved into product exchange and placement. And then that evolved into faces, which kind of created this whole little niche that I've gotten to participate in that allowed me to create logos and different brand representations and actually make money doing it. Yeah. And that's, it's super cool. I mean, you're an artist, you get commissioned to make logos and brand images and scenes, scenery I've seen, uh, as well as other art, popular art and things. Uh, man, you're a push and a shove away from doing memes, huh? Doing weed, doing real weed memes made out of weed. Yeah. I mean, I suppose that there's a place for that. I don't know if I want that to be mine. Yeah, I know. Just I'm just, I'm just You're not a mean guy. You're not a mean guy at all. Unless it's like the ones that say fuck metric. I got meme today, actually. Looking at uh, Jimmy Devine's pile, of the, his hall of flame. My oh, buddy Michael memed me. It's the first time that's happened. I would imagine that your facial expression on some of these lists or some of these news announcements would be pretty memeable. Absolutely. Yeah. Not put the, the hair and the beard to waste. That's hilarious. So, so that's that weed right there. Is that from a traditional market farm or is that from one of the legal farms? This is from the legal market. No, uh, it is a, a legacy operator that transitioned from the traditional market and his, you know, that's where they cut their teeth. That's why their weed yeah. is good. So, so obviously you, you know, you've been up there in, in the NorCal, you've been in the mountains, you've been in the trenches, you've been in the bay, you've been in the highest of the highs, you've been in the grungiest and muddiest of the muds. In your unbiased opinion, if that wasn't your homies growing that weed, give me a quick score out of 10 on the taste, just purely on the taste right now. No matter where I'd find this weed, if I smoke this, it's a solid, like, it's a hard eight. Yeah. Yeah. Hard eight. I mean, possibly getting it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know when it was harvested. You know, this this came straight straight from the farmer. So I feel like you know, I may may have missed out on like the day of of absolute freshness that could have pushed it to like a nine on flavor. But also like, you know, super sour diesel. At least to me, like, there's not a huge amount of like taste to pull out of that as you're comparing it to like all of the other more fruity flavors. Correct. It's not so citrusy or so jack terpy sour or or super duper piney. That's not necessarily that realm. No, but what it absolutely does is it gives me an energetic and you know excited high where I don't just want to be couch locked. I want to get shit done. <coughs> to me, it's like 
you know, a lot of people stay away from it because it does make them a little bit too anxious. I, on the other hand, appreciate that shit, especially if I'm trying to balance out something that's a little heavier, like a gelato, which, you know, that's another strain that I always have on deck. You said that's another strain that what? I always have on deck. Try to always have, like, some sort of gelato cut with me. Okay. I mean, I'm honestly, I'm kind of the same way. Look at this. I've got this, uh, I've got this new squints right here. Oh, who's the cultivator on that? Does it say? It doesn't say. Just says foreign genetics. Gotcha. Um, I know a couple guys that are running his work. So I was just curious. But, they, there, but that shit you? hit like a runts, man. That shit hit like a runts. I smoked that before. I smoked that like an hour or two ago. That shit tasted like a crazy, crazy electric runts. And then this this lime sativa pre-roll that we got going on here, you know, it was like I didn't even bother asking the price. I just straight up asked for two two pre-rolls from lime. I was like, yo, I want to smoke lime on the podcast tonight. I want to see what they're all about. I want to give them the authentic score. To me, these taste somewhere around like a low seven, if I'm going to be honest. And it's probably because it's not strain specific. So I just don't know, you know, what's, what to even expect, what, I, what it's supposed to taste like. But – my heart's a little racy, so it's definitely a, a sativa. Uh, overall score for me today on this little baby, little mini review, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a, a seven flat on the lime sativa pre roll. You know what I'm saying? I mean, for a, a non strain specific pre roll, I don't think they can hope for much more than that. I mean, it doesn't taste bad, and I'm, but I'm sure to a connoisseur, like a true connoisseur who's just really, really picky. I don't even think they'd consider buying this in the first place. You know what I mean? So it's like, Thanks. I think it's straight down the middle of the road. It's solid. Now, I did just crack open this beverage. Look at this. We got the new Fizz Cola. I don't think this is new, but have you ever seen this before? I don't think I've seen the Fizz. It's not too bad. It's got 26 grams of sugar. So, so yeah, I... I uh, you know, we've been doing these reviews, Greg. I know you've been hanging, you know, you've been smoking a lot of weed over the years. I wanted to ask you, you know, you've obviously tried a number of the best brands out there. You've smoked a lot of good weed grown outdoors. Now, talk to me a little bit about your preference of outdoor, indoor, greenhouse, light depth. Talk to me about, you know, what you kind of prefer and why. I prefer full-term outdoor weed, and uh, it's for a lot of reasons. Mostly it's because it's so nuanced. Uh, where you cult what, what you can cultivate in Sonoma County versus Mendocino versus Humboldt at different altitudes with different weather patterns and different soil inputs. You can all start with the same clones and it pulls out all different expressions. And once you have indoor weed dialed in, there's a consistency factor there, but there's also there, there's a difference between growing up in like a, in a classroom versus growing up outside under artificial light versus under the sunlight wind in your face fan moving air so that that liveliness i appreciate with outdoor cannabis also just you know, working outside not working under the fluorescent lights that we all went to school under uh, yeah. I, I appreciate all of that that goes into it and then another side of it is is using natural inputs using the land in as many ways as possible to reduce your costs, but also to reduce your impact on the land and to make it stronger. Uh, you know, an example is, you know, Natasha, who I'm, we're just leaving her farm. 
moving into this place and taking it over, it was literally a blank patch of ground. She had the like uh, power, all of that. But uh, along with farming cannabis, she also installed like 20 plus redwood trees that we're never going to live to see them at all of their glory. But future generations are going to benefit from those redwood trees. And sure, you can improve your community when you're doing indoor cultivation and like large scale greenhouse in Adelanto or something like that. But it's never the same as like that direct impact that you can have on the local environment and actually you know, see that progress. <coughs> to, to me, that's just cool. And the, the history involved and being close to the earth and as close to just plant management. Um, I, I just think that's really dope. And that with full term outdoor, my personal favorite, there's only ever going to be one harvest like that. Like, that's it. And <laughs> those expressions are only able to be done in that way and to be consumed like that through one harvest. Well, and also that whole story that goes into the harvest, all the trials and tribulations that the farmer endures to get that product to you in a way that you can appreciate, like dodging fires, managing water, addressing pests, like all of these factors that are trying to fuck the harvest up that you ride naturally to the end on the knife's edge. And then when it all goes right and you store it right and the trim job is, is well done and you, know, you you get it at the right time, there's something about that that to me is really fucking dope to get to participate in, especially having spent time with the farmers and really getting more of an understanding of all of these things that can and do go wrong during the season that you have to mitigate in order to have a product that you can make a living selling because at the end of the day like you still got to sell the weed and the dynamic to sell it's weed still got to sell changed it's no longer like yeah smell the bag you like it what's the ticket there we go it's you got to reach a retail customer on a new level and create a new connection with them and that's something i'm experiencing on a daily basis that i'm now trying to amplify that messaging so Full term outdoor. Who up there? Uh, out of you know, you can just of course shout out the homies if, if you if that's uh, if those really are your favorites. But who's growing full term out full tour uh, full term outdoor? Sorry, just took a dab. Uh, where you're at? Well, there's there's a couple to look out for. Can I can I say what you're growing? Sure. Okay. Number one, if you smoke strawberry cough. When was the last? Time? Of course, it's got that. It's got that sour pininess. When was the last time Sweet. you saw like really good cough? Not in California. Well, that's what Natasha is running, and I just saw them like, you know, gonna get some trellises around tomorrow to help with support. But like, I'm fucking stoked about that because when I first met Tosh a couple of years ago she blessed me with some of her strawberry cough and it was the first time I had ever definitely experienced it. Other times like people may have said it was something, but like there's a lot of, yeah, but this was like authentic straight from the source. And now to know that she's doing that at scale to introduce to the market, like that I'm fucking super excited about. Um, stuff that's already <laughs> yeah, out. That's, that's, that's very exciting. Uh, a few that are already out that you're, you know, still going to be kind of tough to get is, Whitethorn Rose from Huckleberry Hill Farms. That's up in Humble. 
And then also anything that Ridgeline runs or that Ridgeline farms, these guys right here, anything that Ridgeline farms is doing is going to be fucking fire. Uh, he's crushing the depths up in Humboldt. Um, Sacramento want to shout out preferred gardens. I mean, honestly, like David's probably got the best depths in the country and I'm not the only person saying that like he's doing fucking beastly shit. Uh, Sierra Nevada Cannabis Co. over in Grass Valley has been doing some stuff outdoor with gelato cuts that I haven't seen anywhere else. Um, like I just what is what does that mean? What is gelato? What does that mean for you? Stuff you haven't seen anywhere else. What does uh, that mean? So to me, it means like I'm seeing mochi popping up on the rec market. I'm I'm seeing uh, shit. What was the other one? Either way, I'm seeing like the the mochi. <laughs> I'm seeing uh, <laughs> another one was called Head Stash. And, you know, I'm seeing a lot of runs from the indoor on the market. What I'm not <laughs> seeing is outdoor and a lot of mixed light from those streams. And I think a lot of that is just like performance, yield, comfort. You know, a lot of people are in the zone with certain strings and they don't want to, you know, tamper with something new. I've been, ex I I've experienced some, uh, you know, the, some mochi that was uh, depth, just hoop houses, and no additional, like, light support or anything, and it was just fucking crazy good smoke. Like, and I got it fresh, and so, you know, that that was exciting. That's from Sierra Nevada. Switching. Unplug the shit or something. <laughs> this is everybody here watching the show. I'll take the moment here to just shout out everybody who supports Respect My Region, who supports Cannabis Caves. Uh, also, to shout out to everybody who supports Natasha as well. It's taken a long, uh, I'm sure it's been a long, tough road just to get to where we are today. The three of us here uh, taking the year in this moment. So, again, appreciate your guys' time. Uh, we're here on the episode four of the North America We Tour podcast. We have Greg, aka Cannabis Caves, <clears throat> for everybody. This man, straight up was working a regular life. He was doing things. He was in technology. He was doing, he was in, he got into cannabis, you know, tech, got into this compliance side of things. And then all of a sudden he's just like, yo, weed art. I think, I think I can do this. And then he did it. And to me, taking that jump, making that leap is often what it's all about. Uh, it's someone that for the rest of my, my life, I'm, I'm very excited to be smoking joints with you, brother. I cannot wait to see you and smoke some of this full term because the season's coming to an end here soon. We got a couple months, and then a lot of really good weed is coming down, man. Fuckload of work. Like I don't even want to think about harvesting twelve foot plants right now. Shit sucks. What What are some of the What are some of the most exciting strains that you know are coming down this year? I know you got all the exclusive tidbits. I know you watch Jimmy Jimmy D's stuff in terms of like what he thinks is the best. I know I'm watching it now. Who who do you really who, who's got some fire coming down the line? Bro? So my buddies over at Strong Mountain Farm, they're at like three thousand feet in Willits, and they've got like a crazy coastal fog that comes in all of the time there. And they're growing full term outdoor organic with a negative carbon footprint. Like they all their own water resources. They run all off of solar. Like it's a really fucking dope setup that they have there. And Shit. they're running a strain. Where we go? They're running a strain. Uh, it's called Rolex. And okay. I think it's. I think it's Mac by runs or something like that. I don't remember. I'm going to have, I'll, I'll send you this. You can put it in the show notes because I want it to be accurate, but like it just looks like this, the stalk is like putting off a smell already. 
And it just looks like it's wow. going to do something fucking cool. Um, and then also, I'm not actually as excited about it as the question is asking. But I have, in their same garden, I have my own allotment of plants that I provided the seeds for and that was it. But I'm going to take way more credit than that because when I'm over there, I stretch them and I big leaf them. Uh, and I, I make sure that they're not <laughs> fucking them up. But what's what's wild and the reason I bring it up is because they put all their they they did the seed selection out of like twenty seeds that I gave them. They put six in the ground. All six of mine look like fucking half of what they put from their pheno runs that they like their their seed selection starts that they did. So it's just like to me, it's just there's a difference between professionals and wannabe amateurs. And that's what yeah, yeah, yeah. those plants are demonstrating. And I've got video where it's like, these are my fucking cool plants over here. And then there's this awesome shit way fucking farther ahead. And it's just like, how, how, how do we, you know, I can't even understand how much better farmers are at this shit than like we even give them credit for it. As I guess why I bring that up. It's there's, there's really so much that goes into you know, every single aspect of the weed, right? The drink, this drink might seem just like, you know, a bottle and some sugar and some water and whatever they make for this cola. But the reality is that it takes a whole plant being grown plus all of those other ingredients. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious the, where the, uh, what, what's, does it say what the fucking thing that makes you get high in there is? Is it just distillate or what? Do we know that? Yeah. Are you CO2 extracted cannabis oil? So you're drinking distillate? Yeah, cool. I would think so. <laughs> cool. They need a they need to figure out a better way to brand that. Cuz drinking distillate sounds shitty. It doesn't, you know, it it uh let's see, let's see, let's see. Contains CO2 extracted cannabis oil infused in sparkling water with sugarcane, lime juice, vanilla, cinnamon, clove, cola nut. Natural caramel color and natural flavors and grapefruit extracts, kiaya, bark extract, and citric acid. I mean, I'm going to be honest. It has a really delicious cinnamon taste and vanilla taste. If, if this, like to me, this product right here would be really good with ice cream. A Rupert, like a Coca-Cola float, a Rupert float, fire. That sounds like a good idea. When are you going to drop the respect my region recipes? You know, we, in the past, we have done recipe guides. We have done, you know, lists and things to help on the food stuff. But, you know, when I find the person who's passionate about that, maybe one day, but for now, you know, we'll stick, we'll stick to the weed reviews. This drink, I give a solid, you know, I give the drink a solid seven and a half. It kind of tasted like flat Coke, but I'll <laughs> give it to him. Um, I like uh, sometimes you know I'm gonna be honest I'm a weirdo I like flat soda sometimes I'm just weird like that. You um, can't be the only well, shoot, bro. I I, pre I very much appreciate you being on today's episode. Uh, I know you're moving and shaking on the farm grind. What we'll do is we'll bring you back on later in the season. We'll catch you out and about at a different farm on a different mission. Uh, really appreciate you taking us a little bit behind the scenes into what it's like being a mover and shaker, um, my brother. Let the people know where they can find you. What's your Instagram handle? Uh, Instagram is Cannabiscapes. That's C-A-N-N-A-B-I-S-C-A-P-E-S. But the thing I want to talk about, if you got time, because I'm actually like stationary at the moment. 
for the hey, if you ready, hey, I think we can go as long as you want. I just see you moving. I wanted to be respectful. No, of you moving no, we, and just, we just got we just got back, so I gotta. I oh, gotta perfect. Believe. So I can take another dab. Then is what you're saying? Absolutely, bro. Dab it up. Let's go. I also I wanted to shout out your 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 uh, your fresh shirt right now. Oh. What are you rocking on the shirt, game? This is a uh, this is sheared sheared. It's a clothing for cannabis. What time are we leaving for dinner? Five minutes. All right, so I got like three to chat. So I'm gonna three minutes. Three minutes. So that's definitely enough time for nice. A um, and, all right, that's some perfect. Of new, some of this other weed. Um, so here's the thing: it is coming up is the culmination of pretty much everything I've been trying to work on for the last two years, traveling on the road, meeting with farmers, and trying to understand what their needs are, how I can provide value to the farmers. And that solution to me is on the education, awareness, and advocacy side. So I'm taking the connections that I've had both on the farming side of the industry, but also the retail and the ancillary products. Because I've been very fortunate to become friends with companies like Vibes, Santa Cruz Shredder, Restash Jar, uh, Peacemaker. So these are companies that I've already worked with. And now I'm finding opportunities to bring everybody together for a shared win. And that's going to be me bringing the Northern California flower brands that I've been so fortunate to learn from and experience their culture and cannabis to the masses, to where these companies typically have to deal with distro and jumping through hoops to get a retail presence and trying to buy shelf space and all this other bullshit. I'm going to go directly to the consumer, shop by shop, kicking it with people and smoking weed with them. And I'm going to bring the farmers and help share their stories. And I'm going to do this all out of a dope-ass mobile smoking lounge. So I will pull the fuck up with my weed, with my friends, with my gifts, and have a whole little sesh. And we're going to learn about North Cal cannabis culture and why it's fucking dope. And I love it. Thank you for toking. Thank you for toking. The mobile show, the mobile experience, the gifts. Because you can gift, you can gift things out here. Employees of brands can't gift, but we are able to gift. I'm not an employee. That's the thing is I am an independent mercenary that represents who I want, when I want, and how I want. And fuck the rest of the people who don't get that shit because it's not for them anyway. <laughs> I love it. You gotta be you gotta be you and work with people who can respect and support you and understand what you are about and what you understand and what you ride for. Exactly. What are you rolling up right now? What's that? So this is some of that runs. This is some out or this is some hoop house runs, which is just fucking kicking. Like it's never gonna do justice on the camera. Also, I trimmed it myself and I'm lazy. But I can uh, I can attest that me and Mr. James Dean Devine put that into a backwood and he approved. No. Yes. No way. Yes, sir. You yes. you you two smoked a wood? Yes, sir. Woods with the good smoked a wood. It was good. Wow. But the mind blowing. Yeah, that that's the plan. Is right now, you know, I'm just going through the conversion of the van and getting everything kind of buttoned up. But I'm excited to, you know, take the road trip and continue that. And you know, the goal is to be ready to really push this at Hall of Flowers in a couple of weeks. 
the 22nd through the 23rd. So I'm going to be here. Like, September what? It's uh, 22nd through 23rd. It's Tuesday. Oh, my God. Tuesday, We've got 40. You're telling me we have 52, 51 days? Is that how many days it is? How do you fucking do that, Ray? <laughs> it's like 50. It's like 54 days because today's the uh, 28th. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, it is coming up really fucking soon. Holy shit. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, the uh, big shout out to Hall of Flowers. Big shout out to the Super Bowl of the California cannabis industry, man. They really, they really do the damn thing. Very excited. Shout out to Buddy's brand. Shout out to all the brands that you get to work with and go uh, and partner with out there uh, to elevate the experience. Um, in the past, I know you've worked with Cannacraft in the past, right? Yeah, I always uh, I've worked a couple of their parties. They're always good people. They let me pull up, make pictures out of pot at the Flamingo. You know, that's the spot to be. And you know, through that, we've developed a further relationship. And who knows what that would be? Get maybe a little bit of live art during the event this week or this. Hey, what's up, man? I gotta get I gotta get you the Buddy's brand, the Buddy's brand, the the super duper. I won't call you an influencer pack. The super duper not opposite of the influencer pack. The, the marketing uh, mercenary you gotta, pack. Mar oh, that's such a cool program name. The marketing mercenary pack. The uh, but yeah, dude, we got some we got some fire new dabs that are coming out. So stay, I'll tap you in with that here soon. Um, we uh, hall of flowers, man. That's gonna be an exciting one. Are you going to? Uh, we got champs. I'll see you at champs. And are you? When are you going out there? I don't know if I'm going to leave the state this this year, to be honest. I got a lot of things going on that I'm trying to just like tie together in terms of bringing that <coughs> flower to the masses because there's a huge gap in education. Uh, and if we're not careful, people are going to start supporting the people who spend the most marketing, not who have the best story or the best the best pot. So uh, I, I enjoy that little that little struggle that I get to participate in and really try to just you know my goal is to remind farmers and people in cannabis and norcat how dope this shit is you know you've been doing it forever a little yeah. wearing uh and that's to be expected but this shit is still fucking amazing and we get to bring that to more and more people so you've got some flour coming down the line everybody stay tuned for that uh i heard you said preferred gardens got some of the best um what what do they got? They got greenhouses, right? They got greenhouses over there, so they're doing their thing. I've been seeing them on the Instagram. Big shout out to their team. I've been hearing a buzz about them for like the last like six months. Killing, uh, pretty heavy. Um, I'm definitely gonna look in to the the Sierra Nevada farms. Cannabis um, Co. Uh, major farms, major supporter of mine. Uh, Strong Mountain Farm. Strong Mountain Farm. Yep, and then Santa Cruz Veterans Alliance. You know, those are those are some of the the farms that have shown me the most love. Humble Sunrise, uh, raised cannabis, definitely Huckleberry Farm. Like they've got the glamping situation going on, so that's going to be dope. And then you know the people who are excited about a heritage strain like Strawberry Cough, grown organically outdoor sun by like one of the hardest working people I know in the game, like. That's coming from Agricola Flower, and that shit's gonna hit. And like, I'm just fucking excited to see my friends progressing every year. That's exciting, man. I really appreciate you know your passion for supporting you, the people that you meet authentically and showing love to the community and helping to advocate for not just more normalization or the more legalization and things like that, but you know just helping to really advocate for 
people to pay more attention to the small guys, to the small girls, that to the people that are really grinding hard, uh, that are up there in the mountains and some of these le legacy growers and this new generation of legacy growers, right? There's a lot of people that just because it's their, you know, just because they're young, they haven't been necessarily doing it for 20, 30, 40 years. You know, we don't need to necessarily look at them so different. It's like, this is a culture, it's a community. We all want, we, we want to be inclu more inclusive and, uh, and respect and understand the grind and hustle that people are putting into this right now. Respect the, their, where their family comes from, respect where they come from. A lot of people have been growing across the, across the country. People coming out the word work, growing for a long time all over the world. Now that weed is legalizing, it's very exciting. It's exciting and it's inspirational because what I get from the farmers just shows me what I have to do to succeed. And that's what I ultimately want to help amplify so that other people can see the content through what I'm sharing, uh, what Thank You For Toking is doing, and then recognize their portion, and they, their, their role in the industry. Because it starts with the education and awareness and advocacy. Otherwise, what the fuck are you doing it for? Just to get yeah or just to make money you're not going to get very far if those are your motives you got to have a reason why you're doing this shit and all of these farmers that i spend time with they have a drive that gets them up at five o'clock in the morning and keeps them working until you know 12 o'clock there, there's yeah you gotta have a fucking why and when i experiencing experience where these people come from what they've overcome the effect it's had on me i know that it'll help more people so in the yeah. way that we both you know, share stories and try to amplify messaging, what I'm experiencing, if I don't share this, you know, it's, it's a big loss just for myself, what I get to go through, what I get to, how I grow by doing more of this. The best way for to experience this life. And that's what I want to see other people do. You know, we're doing this shit on our own terms. We don't have to do it the way that other industries have done shit. Yeah. So let me ask this question then a little bit of because you're giving you're, you're really saying some powerful statements. And, and honestly, you already know a lot of it really resonates with me. Um, when it comes to some advice that you have for brands entering the market, not necessarily California. Right. Let's just talk about any market. Right. Just how, being authentic. <laughs> talk to me about the importance of when brands are coming to market, actually being authentic. And the power of that. I mean, it's, it's hard and it takes a while. And most people are afraid of the vulnerability that comes with being authentic because you're no longer doing what you think people want to see and getting that validation. You're doing what you want, and you're, but you're slowly attracting the people who agree with it or who vibe with it. And you know, societally, they try to get you to just do shit by the book and stay in line and don't have strong opinions on things but when you start backing those opinions up with like lifestyle choices and then living by an example it becomes kind of irrefutable but it takes a long fucking time to build that momentum from everybody thinks you're crazy to everybody's asking you how you did it okay, two minutes. okay cool i need one minute to put pants on I'm wearing my sheared pants. These are like stretchy and reinforced and shit. So I don't want to wear these to dinner. You're looking good, man. You're out here. You're out here dripped up in the freaking farmer gear, man. I see well, you, bro. Why am I gonna wear anything that like doesn't support a brand or a friend of mine? Like I don't fucking know Polo Ralph Lauren or his fucking family, and I certainly don't need to help them live a lavish lifestyle by wearing their gear. On I hear billboard. You. All my shit is 
I love it. And that support me. So I want to support, support local over everything, man. Support your friends, support your family. This guy, Greg, man, has been always been about just grinding and hustling and making it from the freaking bottom and, and getting, doing what you love and supporting people that, you know, authentically fuck with you back. So man, bro, I appreciate you for riding with us on this episode North American We Tour podcast. We'll get you back on later on in the, in the season. Maybe we'll catch you on a farm. Maybe we'll catch you in the car again. It was fun though. Look, I see I life, catch, to catch you right. You're literally riding around and getting it, and I'm catching you leaving the farm, getting a lawnmower. Man, this is crazy. I never know what you'll be doing, man. I love it. Thank you, bro. You you caught me. At, like this is just how it goes, bro. It's always a hustle, and you know the people who get it get it, and the ones who don't, you know, they're on the sidelines wondering why they don't get it, and eventually they will. Well, make sure, make sure you give, you know, make sure you take care of Natasha. You take, you know, you have a good time out there tonight. I appreciate you, bro. And uh, I'll see you down the line, man. I really appreciate you being on, on our show. You be safe. All okay. Right, Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. All right, big dog. I'll talk with you soon. Peace. Peace. All right, everybody. Jay Ping here. Checking man back in. Respect my region. We had the North American Weed Tour podcast. We just wrapped it up with Greg Welch, a.k.a. at Cannabis Scapes on Instagram. The person who did, uh, he first got on our radar by doing the artwork for the big Pescado album uh, for Burner. Uh, This was when uh, I had discovered that he had done the artwork right when I first moved to California. Uh, I was living in Carson at the time. And I remember just looking through the artwork and seeing Burner tag someone on the gram. And I was like, man, I got to figure out uh, who this dude is. I got to tell his story to me. That's mad inspiring that you can just shoot your shot in the DMs um, and get lucky and do the artwork. And, and that ends up happening. And so, um, you know, he shot a Hail Mary and it worked. And to me, you know, after that, we, we really did. Uh, it was so inspiring. We did an interview. There's an article on our website about, you know, Cannabis Gates and that original story. He, we, we did the first interview. Uh, so big shout out to Greg for that. Um, you know, to everybody who, who is tuning into the North American Weed Tour podcast, uh, we do have 76 more episodes. We have probably 30 more already scheduled and planned. And so if you guys are in any state in the Midwest and the South or on the East Coast, if you are up in Canada and you have any interest in sharing your perspective, sharing your thoughts, or if you grow, if you test, if you extract if you do anything in the cannabis industry, we want to connect with you and see if you are meant to be telling the story on our podcast. We're trying to give brands and cultivators and lab people the first shot. Um, consumers, would love to get you guys involved. Come smoke some weed with me. Show us, show us what the products look like. Show us what some things look like in your state, in your country, wherever you're at. We want to know. We want to see what it looks like. This is a great drink, man. It's just this shit's crazy. There is so much product, so much good stuff. Look, we got this cactus jack here. We got this wonderful fresh baked. Our YouTube gets all the reviews. Um, I'll be doing a review of this cross joint here coming up. We've got this Ember Valley hash joint. So, you guys, there's so much cannabis culture going on. We want to connect with people across the country. The North American We Tour is all about showcasing the local culture of cannabis across North America obviously. So help us do that. I love you guys. This is a short, quick episode. Uh, Greg's on the move. So appreciate him. Appreciate you guys. And I'll tell love y'all. I'll see you guys in the next one. Uh, we'll be back Sunday, 11 a.m., maybe 10 a.m. Who knows? Tap in. I love you guys. Peace.